Hey, it's Travis with the Side Stage Show. Join me every Thursday, noon to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on 95.9 KRFF, heard throughout the Fargo-Moorhead area. You can also tune in online from anywhere at RadioFreeFargo.org for tunes, guests, interviews, even local community happenings. You can also check out the replay of our interviews on Spotify, iHeartMedia, iTunes, Buzzsprout, and more. Check out the Side Stage Show with Travis. Tune in, turn up, and jam out. It's an election year, and uh, boy, an election year it's going to be. I think we all know what's coming. But uh, she's been a force to be reckoned with in the Fargo-Moorhead community for quite some time now. Uh, She's helped lead the way for Indigenous Peoples Day to be recognized in Moorhead. She's also part of the Fargo-Moorhead Native American Commission, uh, Moorhead Human Rights. She's a vice chair, and uh, she's a running candidate for Minnesota House of Representatives for a welcome in studio and on the show, Heather Keeler. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. You're a, a busy gal, and I can't even imagine how you're finding time to uh, want to run for house, but you have your reasons, and we're going to get into that because I'm really intrigued by that. You're a busy gal. You're proactive. You keep stepping up your game here. You've got so many important hats that you wear. What led you in that direction? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it just started with my roots and understanding that... Um, it's our responsibility to get involved, to create change for our next generations. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of the work that I do, I'm trying to make this space better for our youth so that maybe they don't have to experience some of the same things that right. I experienced growing up. Sure. Um, you know, I'm an indigenous female. Yep. I am from the LGBTQ plus population. And okay. so just with that, I've experienced things um, that haven't been overly pleasant. Right. And so I feel like... We can complain about systems all we want, right? but it's our responsibility to get involved and right. be a part of the change. Absolutely. Um, I also saw quickly that people were making decisions that were impacting not only my life, but this community's life. Right. And I'm not sure that um, those tables of change were as inclusive as I would like them to be. So sure. um, it just kind of happened to come across my plate as an opportunity and I had to take it. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Um, I feel like, and I'm not picking on our president right now. I'm just talking about the change in times. It seems like before the current presidency, maybe we were starting to see a little bit more open-mindedness as far as uh, how we were accepting the community, the changes, uh, being open-minded in general, I feel like we've kind of turned the corner back around and have kind of corralled that a little bit. Would you say that's a fair statement? I would say that's fair. Okay. So in your personal opinion, again, not picking on you, what is a grade you would give the current president? A grade I would give the current president? Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say passing in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's for sure. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting because I don't really consider myself political. Yeah. I'm very much a community activist that right. just turned into a political candidate. Sure. Um, because I feel like our voice matters. Absolutely. Um, I have seen increase in bullying. Yes. And I think that we're starting to see as a nation that it's okay to bully. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. it's really affecting lives. Right. Um, and we need to set better examples right. for our kids to look up to. Um, and when some of the leaders are leading by bullying um, 
it's really affecting the next generation. Right. Now, my question to you here is, unfortunately, there are those folks out there that might look at you as a candidate knowing that you're you're a native woman. Do you Have you ever encountered the situation going, I'm not going to vote for her because I feel like she's just going to look out for the native community. She's not actually going to look out for my best interests or even the Fargo-Moorhead community, even Minnesota, obviously, because you're running for the House. Has that something you've encountered and become a challenge for you? Yeah, this yeah. is an example of a conversation I've been encountering my whole entire life. Right. Um, I used to work in Indian education, and there was kind of this saying that what's good for Indian education is good for all students. Right. And so I think this kind of replicates that, right. that the work that I do is around inclusiveness. Right. And it's about inclusive decision making. It's about making sure that there's a voice at the table that we're taking care of everybody. Right. I think decisions are often made from a privileged mind frame right. um, because people at the table don't see life through the same lens that I've seen it. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, I am part of the minority population, but my voice is very strong for everybody. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, we have seen a positive direction for the Native community. Uh, Obviously, in Fargo, not too long ago, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day was recognized now not too long ago. Moorhead, we're moving forward, but what are some of the challenges you still feel that Native Americans face here in the community that you'd like to improve, uh, not only in our community, but nationwide state of Minnesota as you're running for house? Yeah, I think we pair it back to education and just conversations. Um, I think that a lot of the decisions that are being made on tribal lands are just due to the lack of understanding. Right. And so until we start to talk about all cultures within our education system and we're held at a state standard to have cultural curriculum. Right. Um, you know, you, can you blame people that are making decisions based off of the things that they don't know? Right. Um, also, I think that it's just this greater understanding of human rights yeah. and understanding the land in which we're on. Sure. Um, and when we respect everybody, we all do better. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to admit something here to you. Okay. Um, I have never in my life voted. Okay. And the reason why I have not voted, and I feel like I thought maybe it was just me. But this past election period, I'm actually part of the majority on this. And that is in the sense that politicians and mainstream media have made us to the point where we don't trust anything that's coming out of a politician's mouth. We don't trust anything coming out of mainstream media. So no matter what I want, the agenda is going to be theirs anyway. So why vote? However, this year, I think we're going to see an increase in voter registration and votes because... As with this pandemic, a lot of things have happened, and unfortunately, I think it's divided us. You've got this view over here. You've mm-hmm. got this view over here. How would you like to see us all come together as one and vote for the right people in the right direction because we need that right direction? We do, and we need to work collectively yeah. together. It's not a us and them conversation. Um, it's one of the things that I'm really passionate about is bringing like-minded people together. I think that we all care about the next generation. I think that we all care about being successful and healthy in this community. Yes. Um, I'm with you in the sense that it took me a long time to really even understand politics. I think part of that goes back to the subliminal message that we don't see people who look like us in these roles. And so we just feel like we don't belong. And so if I can work at um, breaking any glass ceilings so that more people understand the process, you know, I've been really impressed with the engagement that we have all the way from the caucus to the primary, you know, just voting in November. 
November is not the only way you get involved. And so part of this and part of my journey in my candidacy is hoping to educate our population about all the ways that we can get involved. You know, you can write a resolution and present it at a caucus and it could very well end up as a bill. Um, I don't, I don't know that I knew that growing up and not really until recently. Absolutely. Well, this most recent election, we saw a lot of females get uh, elected, which is great. We saw a lot of minorities get elected, I think more so than ever. And obviously we've seen a lot of strong, uh, hardworking Native women get elected as well. What would you say you've seen improve since that has happened? Yeah, well, statistics will show you women just work better across the aisle. Right. Um, because I think we are kind of always in the mind frame of collectively working together. Right. You know, it's not us against them, butting heads all the time. Um, that I think women just come in with a different mind frame and compassion to really get to a positive end goal. Right. And we've seen that. Women can be powerhouses. Absolutely. You know, we're not unelectable. Yeah. We're not, um, you know, timid people all the right. time. That I think that's a very gender um, almost, I dare to say, sexist comment. Absolutely. Um, and so we just need to get more comfortable. And I think that the ball has been moving. There's been some people really on a local level, state level, and national level that have been amazing that um, I think I just hope to follow that trend. Absolutely. Well, personally, coming from a family where I was raised by my mother and my grandmother, they made it happen. They were strong, independent women. They were hardworking and they made things happen. So we know for a fact that women can get the job done. I want to ask your question real quick here. We're hearing a lot of talk about this whole voting system. Yeah. Things are really changing this year. We're not sure how this is going to play out, but They're talking, making it a mail-in voting system. Now, a lot of distrust comes with that part because we don't know how it's, it could be fixed. We don't know how that's going to happen. So there's a lot of distrust with that. But yet, we're still seeing people flocking to Walmarts, flocking to Target. Well, if all these stores can have all these people in at one time to shop, why the heck can't we social distance wise be ushered in? to vote at a poll. What is your thought on that? Yeah, it's a really complicated space. Um, For me, I choose to follow the CDC guidelines. I choose to make sure that we're doing the best that we can to keep our community members safe. And I think right now that that comes with social distancing and just staying at home if possible. Right. Um, I think that we've had years of distrust when it comes to voting. I think that's goes right back to the comment that you said on why maybe we don't see the populations in representation voting. Right. Um, I think that it opens up the door for us to re-educate how this system works. Yes. And I think that it's opening the conversation um, just around the pandemic in general. A lot of people are talking about health care. A lot of people are talking about how we do education at a distance. A lot of people are talking about small business, big business, you know, the environment. We've really raised a lot of these valuable questions. And so I think it's providing the opportunity for us to re-educate and re-engage. Right. Um, And, you know, we have to think that not everybody has the capability to go to polling places. Right. Um, And so I know, like, for primaries, a lot of that is by mail. You know, November's still a long ways away. We don't really know what's going to happen. Very true. Um, But the biggest thing is just education. And that's the one thing I would encourage listeners to do is is just look at getting involved. And your voice does matter. Absolutely. Um, And if voting from home is the best option for you. Let's do that. Right. And then I think the conversation is going to continuously change. We just have to kind of keep up with it. Absolutely. You raised some good points there. And I want to ask your 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 personal opinion on this. The pandemic has obviously created a lot of doubt, uh, concern, a lot of negativity. 
but it also has maybe created some positive changes too that maybe we needed to look at. What are some positive changes that you actually think this pandemic has brought for us? Yeah, well, the first one is the care that we give to Mother Earth. Yes. I mean, we have always had in theory this idea that we as humans and the activities that we do affect the environment. Right. But now we actually have the data. We know that in this time, um, our carbon footprint has been reduced by 13%. That's actual data that we can see. Yeah. And so a lot of the things when we move forward to re-implementation can be more energy effective and can be more um, environmental friendly. And so I think that's huge because I think me and you probably both agree that it's our responsibility to take care of Mother Earth and make sure sure that we leave it almost better than we found it for our next generations. Absolutely. Um, But also I think there's this value in just reconnecting with people. I know that we're all at a distance, but if it's allowed us to kind of slow down a little bit, I know that, I mean, me and my 13 year old are cooking dinner together at home more often and we're having more in-depth conversations than we're just, than when we're in the hustle and bustle of life, um, we're getting creative on ways that we can connect. Fantastic. I know that social distancing, um, has allowed more technology. Right. So, you know, I'm able to, to jump on to calls and groups in Minneapolis and Wisconsin easier than I was when we're doing everything face to face. Right. Um, So I don't want to ever say I want to go back to normal. Yeah. I want to say this is our opportunity to create a new normal. Sure. Um, And I really hope to be a part of that. Absolutely. So moving forward with this, obviously, we're talking about a change in the voting system here, but uh, debates. I would imagine at some point uh, we can't all get into the same room to hear each candidate's issues that they want to address, get to know them. How do you foresee debating and getting to know our candidates better becoming a part of the process with this whole pandemic? Yeah, we're having to get really creative. Yeah. Um, You know, it's my first candidacy and it's my first candidacy in the middle of a pandemic. And so um, Zoom has become common language to me. Um, We have a lot of Zoom meetings and panels that way. Um, I know that there will probably be more of that because it's something that the community can get involved in and still kind of have a personal conversation without being in the same space. Sure. Um, Yeah, we're just doing different mailers. We're doing a lot of phone outreach. Um, But yeah, the live panels is something that we have to be really mindful that we're doing the best to keep our community safe. Um, And I think that those are things that are just going to have to look a little bit different. Absolutely. Well, I want to redirect here a little bit and get your personal opinion. Uh, Coming up in this election period, last last one, we, we really had a strong candidate, female candidate, who was running. Now looking at this year, not a female candidate in the run that we've seen so far. Is there someone out there now that you feel we are aware of that might become our first female president, or is she still an unknown right now? Jeez, that's a good question. Um you know, I'm going to go with, I, I think that she's unknown right now. Okay. I think that um, we have a lot of powerhouse women coming up, doing different things. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of this is about organizing. Yes. And it's about having people buy into the bigger change and the bigger conversation. Right. Um, you know, I'm a personal fan of Michelle Obama. Every right. time we have these conversations, I think she led as a first lady very um, strategic and classy. And again, she cared a lot about the nutrition of our next generation. Right. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. She's a model that I look at um, in her compassion and her skill set. I sure. know that she says she's never going to uh, go back down that lane. But, right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that we just don't know. This is the nice part about it is we have women stepping up in all different spaces. Right. So you just don't know. Right. Um, 
what's going to happen and who the momentum's going to get behind. Right. Now, when we do get to this point of having a female president, and hopefully that's sooner than later, what do you see the first thing being that we're going to see just instantly change with the state of our country that a woman that a woman's going to bring to that? Well, I think the first thing we're going to see is uh, sexism is going to come to light. Yes. And it's going to be a challenge consistently. Right. You know, I mean, I see that all the time. I I kind of say I have to work four times harder than maybe your average white man. Right. Um, And that's just because it comes with question. Right. So I think that would be the first thing that we would see. But then I think we would just see a different mind frame with compassion and understanding. I don't think we're going to see cyberbullying like we do. I think that we're going to really do the work and care um, and and just move things along in a more steady stream fashion than these huge explosive things going on all the time. Right. Uh, Obviously a topic that has been very important the last couple of years. Missing and murdered indigenous women. Right. Now, we have seen native women in the in the in the government raising more awareness, doing more things. Have you seen improvement? Have we moved out of the situation where it's not as alarming as it was, or are we still just very much there, but we're not seeing it? How are we doing on that? Yeah, that's well, that's an epidemic that we've been dealing with for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to the fact that the indigenous population makes up 1% of this nation. Right. So even if 100% of us stand on the top of a hill and yell about an issue, right. it's we need outside allies to right. help us with this. Sure. Um, you know, there's different things that are happening across different states in bills that are being passed. Yeah. There's task forces that are being um, developed right. to start to collectively gain the data that we need sure. to, to even tell this story. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest issue was that we didn't even have the data right. to say women like me go missing more often than maybe somebody else. Right. And so just the fact that we're working together and there's women that are going into state seats that are really pushing this. Right. And a lot of things are happening on a state level. And I think when you start to get that wheel turning right. it's a gradual motion moving forward yeah. um, but we have a lot of women on the ground that are doing the work for this we need more support yeah. we need more allies right. we need more people to understand it's one thing to have the awareness it's another thing to, to do something about it absolutely you're running for house of representatives minnesota how do we stay connected with you where can we find you and how can we stay connected with you and your mission yeah we have a website so it's Heather and the number four okay. house. I did that because it's house 4A, <laughs> trying to be creative. So it's heatherforhouse.com. Right. Um, that's where we have a lot of our information, just general events that are coming up, um, opportunities to get involved. We're right. always looking for volunteers. And then that's where you can also make donations to the campaign. Okay. I have social media. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. That's where you're going to see more of the day-to-day stuff. Right. Um, we pop up with some live conversations every now and then. Um, I hold all of my community conversations on Zoom because, again, I feel like that's just the common language right, right. now. It really is. Um, so we, you'll see that in the events. I'm open for any conversations of smaller groups. Sure. I know that, um, to me... My passion is to really care about what's important to this community. My Absolutely. voice is our voice. Right. Um, and so it's just getting connected on all those ways. So if anybody's creative out there and wants to think of another way to connect, I'm absolutely open for that. Okay. But I would say um, social media and website. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, kudos to you. And thank you for everything you've done for the Native community. Thank you for what you've done for the Fargo-Moorhead community. Uh, Heather Keeler, Minnesota House of Representatives 4A. When is voting date? You're talking to a guy who's never voted here. Yeah, well, the first thing is the primary. 
Mary, which um, is going to be August 11th. Okay. And so, again, we'll put a lot of this out on our um, social media. We're really doing a lot to educate people for the Minnesota side, the primaries in August. Okay. We know you have a busy schedule and a plateful, so thanks for making time and chatting with us on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me come over. This has been really great.